Hi, this is Damien Power, director of No Exit and Killing Ground, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 231. Tonight, we're talking about the stepfather in honor of Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Joe and Steve. Men, how are you? Hello, and happy Father's Day to all the horror daddies, especially Todder, our own Todd. He's the, the only dad daddies. on the show now. Well, Steve, so Steve and I are, are pet dads, I guess. That's that right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they're uh, they're not great on the gifts, but uh, they're, they're very... Uh, very well, much like children. cats might bring you like a beheaded bird or something yeah, maybe that's true do they go right. out do they go outside at all no not these ones they're a very awesome. uh bougie uh type of cat so <laughs> yeah, yeah my cat is uh before she retired she brought a number of dead animals we had a bird some kind of rodent uh she used to stay by gopher holes and just wait for gophers to pop there so she used to be pretty active until she became old but yeah, you get those prizes if you have outdoor cats. Did you say she's retired? Yeah, she doesn't do shit. She doesn't okay. <laughs> Just one day, she's like, you know what? I'm out. Okay, I'm out. No, seriously, <laughs> that's, that's how it happened. She uh, used to go in the sewers. We used to call her Sewer Cat. And we would watch her go walk down the street and go in the little sewer runoff where, where Pennywise lives. And uh, yeah, and then one day she's like, I'm not going outside anymore. I'm not even going to try. I'm sleeping. Because she's like fif- 15 now in wow. human years. So she's up there. Or no, 15 in yeah. cat years, so she's up there. Okay. What's yeah. cat years? I know dog years is like seven years. I think it's similar. Is it similar? Okay. Yeah. So she's what, like, uh, I don't know, 70, 80? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. I'm terrible at math, so don't ask me. I don't tell me either. <laughs> so what is, what, is, what, is, uh, what are you doing for Father's Day, Todd? Anything? You going to barbecue or the family take you out? We are going to the Dallas Fan Expo uh, nice. convention on Sunday, and... Not a horror one. This is a strictly non-horror, but they have. I'm going to meet all four hobbits. So you got Mary, Sweet. Pippin, Frodo, and uh, Samwise. So bought those tickets. Uh, me and the family are going there, and then I bought the. You have to pre-order the autographs, otherwise they'll sell out at a certain point. So I bought all the hobbits. That's 400 bucks for each or for all of them. So it's pricey. That's not bad. That's not bad oh. though for all four. Yeah, if you I mean, get the autograph too, right? Yeah, just yeah. the autograph. So I'm going to have them all autograph mm-hmm. the same thing. And I mean, it's nice. cool. It's a mainstream movie, so you figure it'd be more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I love Lord of the Rings, so I'm excited to get that. So that's what I'll be doing. Nice. When you meet, are you gonna mention you gotta mention Greasy Strangler when you meet Elijah? Oh, no doubt. And come <laughs> come to Daddy, even though I didn't like it. <laughs> or who's your and daddy? Maniac. 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 That yeah. yeah. Oh, I should get a Maniac shirt in preparation yeah. for that. See what he says. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And, and a greasy the faculty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> Yeah. Elijah has quite a little horror career. Yeah, he's a producer on Greasy, or just yeah. likes it. No, he's a produ- he's yeah. a producer, and he's a yes, he's a huge horror fan. That's like his right. kind of like thing. Uh, in fact, when he was on uh, Hot Ones, you know that Chicken Wing uh, show, he's talking about there's nothing that excites him more than when someone stops him to talk like horror, and oh, especially dude. when people mention Greasy Strangler, because okay. you know everyone's obviously talking to him about the Hobbit. So when someone yeah. comes in and says, "Hey, you know, you're a bullshit artist," he apparently he gets giddy about it. Because I'm gonna have like, to say that. Hey, uh, hey, you bullshit artist! Can you make this out to Todd? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. 
uh was it uh what's his face too it has some horror credits uh what's his uh, name sean astin sean austin yeah sean we got uh stranger things too that's right yeah we also got the goonies, goonies sort of horror <laughs> yeah horror jason he, there's something else that i'm totally forgetting right now but i know he's done some other stuff but and um what's his well, face his dad his dad was uh gomez in uh the original adams family right Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he talked to me about when I met him. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very nice what's, guy actually. What's his name? Did Pet from a while ago? Oh, uh, Charlie. I just know him as Charlie from Charlie. Yeah, don't Yeah, don't. Yeah. Charlie. And then I don't know what the other one's done, <laughs> but Billy Boyd, right? That's his name. Right. Yeah, yeah Billy sing, Boyd. He sings. Yeah. He sings. Right. Yeah, he does. I think so. Love, yeah, he does in the movie. Boys. Yeah. So this would be my only second convention that's non-horror of all time. So. Cool, cool. I'm a, I'm, I would assume the lines are going to be pretty long for that, but at least you get the prepaid autograph tickets, yeah. I guess. Maybe not though, because they have a lot of wrestlers there. Mm. Like uh, Undertaker's going to be there. That guy's charging Undertaker three hundred bucks for an autograph. Whoa! Yeah. I, I I thought like he's like impossible to get for conventions, so I'm uh, surprised he's, he's going to be there. He's there, yeah. He, he does all the time now. That's what like he's, he? he's, he's retired. Now he's right? retired. So, yeah. Yeah. Damn, first first celebrity though, I ever huh? met, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah, '96. It was free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. I mean, in 96, they're like, no one really charged for autographs. They were just like happy that you went. Happy it was like, a, right. It was, it was basically like to promote their events, right? So they just sent wrestlers mm-hmm. to do stuff. And yeah. That what was I like, like the height. Of... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, like, 96 was that must have been like the height of his dead man phase, right? Like, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it was like during like the yeah. purple era of the yeah. Undertaker. It was really cool. That's cool. He scared That's the cool. shit out of me. He was so fucking huge. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And he's still like, you know, what they call kayfabe. Like, he still had to pretend to be his character outside because no one mm-hmm. knew. So he was all like, he had sunglasses on and his hair in front of his face. And, like, nice. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> something else. What I, what I like about this con, though, it has every celebrity has a price that they tell you. Mm-hmm. So it's got Michael C. Hall's going, trying, basically all Dexter casts will be there. A um, bunch of wrestlers. Yeah, Undertaker. Let me look at his price again. I'm pretty sure it was 300. It was a lot. I, 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 people I, have been believe discussing it. it. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things, oh, like, if it's a 220, title. 229. More... 229. Yeah. Except he doesn't a... sign belts. Belts. He does, but it's more. It's like, it's like 400. wonder why. What's this mean, Steve? Undertaker will not sign any trading cards from 1991. Yeah, so that that's his rookie year. Um, mm. and the reason for that is a signed rookie card is worth something like 2,500. So it's just like they, they wrestlers just don't do it. You know, it's like a oh. thing. Actually, a lot of athletes, if you go, if you see any athlete that have rookie cards, uh, often they won't sign it for that reason. Um, Undertaker will not sign any WWE or WWF event tickets. Uh, that's a, that's a WWE, uh, rule. Weird. Uh, and, th- and then this one's always weirded me out because I don't understand why you wouldn't do this. No personalizations or other inscriptions offered. I think that's for time. Yeah, we've been trying to get people uh, for our events and you know they, they get like a guaranteed amount of money and to hit that guarantee, oh, they, sometimes sense. they need to have like a certain amount of people so you need to get it moving and that's probably why. Uh, Brandon Fraser will be there. 80 bucks. Nice. That's not bad. That's fair. That's actually pretty good. That's not bad at <laughs> yeah. all. Bun- bunch of Star Wars people. You got Ming Na Wen. Gina Carino, Gina Carlo Esposito, Katie Sackoff, Michael Rooker, 
and then a bunch of Cobra Kai guys and Chris Sarandon's be there. Green and Rainbow Rooker's, will be there. Rooker's really jacked his price up. What's he charging now? Rooker, I think I met him. He was 60. Let's see. Me, me too. He was 60 when I met him. He was really nice to my son, though. So he was cool. Oh, 65. Not bad. Okay. It's not terrible. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Freaking um, Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, Brian O'Harlan, all the dudes from yeah. uh, the Clerks. Clerks canceled. Oh, the, uh, yeah, they canceled. They're doing Clerks 3, so maybe they're doing reshoots. Oh. They're probably going to cancel Boston, too. They're supposed to be coming to Boston this summer, too. And they're doing, uh, they're actually doing uh, in costume as Jay and Silent Bob, which is pretty That's cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. That, that'd, be good. that'd be a good get. I'm bummed because uh, there's a convention here in Montreal in a couple of weeks, and they had the cast from The Boys. Um, so oh, I'm super psyched man. about that. But, but they all they all canceled. And I'm assuming <laughs> it's because they're doing season four or something. So. Yeah. Do they have coming? Uh, I'd have to check. There, there's like three or four of them. So not not Homelander, unfortunately. That would have been the one that I yeah. want yeah. the most. But they had like a few of them. And uh, yeah. That'd be cool. I love that entire cast. Yeah, for sure. I, there's a couple of them. The French guy I know is doing the one here in Ottawa. Um, yeah, there's a few of them doing it in September. So hopefully I'll get nice. to meet some of them. Nice. Pretty cool. They just announced a new Harakon coming. Uh, that uh, Do you know the band Ice Nine Kills? Yeah, it's a famous like, horror band, right? Yeah, they're like a horror-themed like metal band. They're starting their own horror convention, and they're doing it uh, in the next town over in Danvers. Uh, so it's gonna be their first time con, and they got it's all like the regulars: Kane Hodder, Daniel Harris, James Jude Courtney, Nick Castle, and Skeet Ulrich. Is that's been announced so far? So I'll probably go check it out. It's in late August, so and then the band is doing a concert like Saturday night after the con. So if you're a fan of Ice Nine Kills, it might be that's worth it. Basically, rock and chalk. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're they're a hundred percent trying to take over rock and chalk, which makes me happy because I was so bummed when rock and chalk went under. So we'll see how this one goes. I'll I'll give you guys a uh, update, and I want to hear Todd next week. Definitely want to hear the update on your con too. See, I want to yeah, know how sure. all the hobbitses were. The hobbits. <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> I gotta have him have Sean Aston put that on there. Just have to. Yeah, right. You got it. <laughs> Alrighty. What are we up to? We up to horror news now? Is that the plan? All right. Let's get into some horror news, ladies and gents. Uh first being the news, of course, we discussed last week that Nev Campbell will not be returning for Scream Six. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got some more news about Scream Six. Scream 6 Ghostface takes Manhattan as it has been announced that Scream 6 will be taking place in none other than New York City. So we will be leaving Woodsboro off to the the new confines of New York City. I think it's a cool idea. I like it. I think it's, you know, going back to Woodsboro gets stale after a while. So we'll see. What do you guys think? Is he going to be there more than 10 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) That's the real question. He's so. going to go down to the sewer and turn into a little boy at the end. <laughs> yeah. He's going to punch someone's head off. Yeah. Ooh, yes. That's That'd just... be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to predict the plot here. Uh, our main character is going to New York for college, probably something in fashion or design or something like that. And then Ghostface shows up. <laughs> that's my plot. Mm-hmm. Calling it. I like it. I like it. And rumored title Scream 666. We shall see. That's just rumors right now but it has been it has been spotted it's probably i'm guessing it may just be the working title right now while they're filming but it was spotted i guess during filming um the other day so i don't hate it <laughs> better than like halloween kills and halloween ends in my opinion but 
we'll see. And we'll keep guys up to date uh, as, of course, a lot of news I'm sure will keep breaking as filming is going on. Uh, next bit of news here. Ghostbusters Day came and went. And, of course, some big news came out of that. Uh, the biggest being is that we are going to be getting Ghostbusters, an animated series, which will be coming uh, to Netflix. That's really all they kind of gave as far as that unless steve i know you're the big ghostbusters guy have you heard anything else to go along with that not not so much for the animated future but i did hear a lot mm -hmm. about the sequel that's coming out so that i'm pumped about i'm assuming you also have that in your notes i don't so why don't oh, you okay us? yeah so <laughs> they also officially announced that ghostbusters afterlife uh is going to have a sequel uh continuing the spangler timeline of uh that started in the first one and the code name for the movie is firehouse so i'm assuming that uh you know get, given what happens in the last movie uh winston fixes up the firehouse for them and starts a new young headquarters in new york city so i think the new one will happen in new york city as they start to rebuild the ghostbusters brand so i'm uh, pretty psyched about it uh, you know I, that was yeah. my favorite movie last year so it's my one you know it's, Ghostbusters, like one of the most special movies to me, period. So I'm mm -hmm. super psyched about it. Definitely. I'm excited. And that'll be that'll be fun, them going back to the firehouse and whatnot. Next bit of news, been talking about forever. Rob Zombie finally released his teaser trailer for the Monster series. Gave us a couple of answers. It was a very brief teaser, but based on this teaser, it seems like this movie is going to be in color. Of course, a lot of people debated whether it was going to be in black and white or color, but it seems like they are going to go the color route with this one. Also, the trailer devoid of Eddie Monster and Marilyn, which I found very interesting. It, I, it doesn't seem like they're going to be in the movie based off that teaser, but I don't know. I'm sure you guys both watched it. Any thoughts on the monsters? Um, <laughs> Todd just nodded no. So. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, like, you know, we've been pretty vocal that we're not super confident this will be any good. Um, this trailer really did nothing for me. It doesn't really show what the monsters are like. It kind of shows what they look like, but we had pictures already. So that wasn't a big tease. It was a recreation of the intro the, uh, from the uh, the original show. So really, the trailer was nothing. You know, it didn't give us a release date. Right. It didn't give us, like, the personality of the monsters. So until we see an actual trailer... I don't know. I guess it's status quo for me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think there was enough there to really swing me one way or the other, but it seems like it's going to be zany and goofy. So, I mean, you know, maybe this will be the right type of thing for Rob Zombie, you know, but we'll see. All right, next bit of news here. File this under something I had no idea was happening. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan made a new movie, and it's already done filming, apparently. <laughs> uh, so filming, uh, he just announced over on his uh, Twitter the other day that he uh, wrapped filming on his latest uh, horror movie titled Knock at the Cabin. Now, plot uh, synopsis and stuff is been tightly under wraps, but Bloody Disgusting did get some exclusive plot details. Um, it is said to be a home invasion horror film that takes place during the apocalypse. The movie will be released February 3rd, 2023. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, I feel like Shyamalan's heading in the right direction. In the last couple haven't been bad, so we'll yeah, see with old, this one. I like Combination Heart. Yeah. Wasn't like and anything in... crazy, but it was still not bad. Yeah, agreed. And I, I would love to see his take on Home Invasion Horror because I think he could maybe do good on that. We'll see. All right. Uh in collector news, ladies and gentlemen, big big news broke today. 
as Funko has acquired Mondo. Uh, Mondo, of course, for you collectors know, um, very um, big in the collector community. They make a lot of um, limited edition like lithographs and vinyl records, basically just like super, more super rare, like very cool, um, like horror merch. And yeah, they've been acquired by Funko, which I think is really good because Funko like has some amazing licenses. So I feel like they could really like do a lot more, you know, and especially with the, the money backing too that Mondo didn't have. So very exciting. So we'll see how that, um, uh, you know, comes about uh, in the future, but yeah, I think very, very good news here for collectors. Next bit of news here is Jaws, ladies and gentlemen, is returning to theaters in IMAX and real 3D this, uh, I would say summer, but it's late summer, uh, as it will be hitting theaters on September 2nd, 2022. Check your little local theaters, but yeah, Jaws in IMAX or 3D. Sounds amazing to me. And I know, Todd, you'll probably be there. You're being the big Jaws guy you are. I'm looking at uh, the <laughs> Showtime's right this second. And I watched, the Munst- <laughs> I watched the Munsters, and I agree with what you guys said. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. All right. Next bit of horror news here. Uh, big, big news uh, coming out for those of you who are fans of The Headless Horseman and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. As it has been announced that Paramount is going to be stepping back into that universe and creating a new Sleepy hollow movie Lindsay beer will be uh directing this one of course uh she came fresh off actually directing the prequel to pet cemetery which i still haven't heard anything about if, if i know it's supposed to be coming out relatively soon i think that one's coming to paramount plus as well no word on if this one's going to be heading to paramount plus or not um either but I'm all for it. Anytime you can reintroduce The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Did you guys watch the Fox TV series? Any of you guys at all? I mean, I know that was kind of like popular, no. but yeah. Uh, I tried a couple episodes, but it, like, it was more like action than horror. Just couldn't get into it. But I know we all loved Sleepy Hollow. We reviewed it. I can't remember the episode number, but back, uh, actually, I think it was last October, if I'm not was, mistaken, yeah. during our Halloween season. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited bringing that, uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and The Headless Horseman, like two of my favorite, like, things associated with Halloween. So, I'm hey, Steve, do you guys one. have, do you guys have Fathom events up there? Fathom events? Yeah, I, Fathom I events. I don't Fathom. even know what that is. So, no. Uh, it's, um, it's a big, big movie theater event thing where if they like re-release old movies, it's called a Fathom event in Cinemark. No. I was just looking, for, I was looking for uh, tickets for Jaws, and they have Ghostbusters original and Ghostbusters Afterlife double feature. Nice, that'd be that'd be a real fun one to do. Awesome. Yeah. Well, for anyone that has money, uh, was it Dan Aykroyd's Ghostbusters uniform is going up for auction next uh, week? So <laughs> if anyone uh, over at uh, God, what's their name of that big prop, prop store? Uh, prop store, yeah. Their auctions next week, and I've already been looking at some things, and it's me, already me, out of my price range. So, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. in particular? Yeah, there's one thing in particular. There's uh, two gloves from the zombies in Thriller for oh, a back, cool. for an extra. It was like six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. so I thought it'd be a cool thing to own because mm-hmm. that that scared the shit out of me as a kid. So. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's going to go over my price range for that particular item. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, I already saw like a couple things already like going for crazy. Uh, Freddy. So they got, well, they got Pamela Voorhees' head from Freddy versus Jason, like a prop replica of that. Not prop replica, like actually used in the film. 
I think that's already going out at like eight grand before the auction even started. And then Freddie's uh, sweater with the glove going through him from Freddie versus Jason, which is pretty amazing. That thing's already at like 20 grand. And so, you know, you got to be a millionaire these days to be able to get anything like remotely cool in the prop game. But, you know, I'll still see. Maybe I can pick up something dumb for, you know, something small. I was looking at, uh, there was, um, I was shocked. Uh, they had uh, some Jeepers Creepers, like some uh, stuff from the Creeper, and it was actually like not expected to go for a lot of money. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll pick something like that up. But all right. What else we got for horror news? Anything? Oh, yeah. Just a couple more things. And then Steve, I know, has a couple of uh, things he wants to talk about too. But Becky too. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting a sequel to um, one of Todd's all-time favorites, uh, Becky. <laughs> Um, of course, we reviewed Becky uh, sometime last year. That one starred Kevin James, who played a Nazi uh, who, bra- who basically breaks into a family's house and is terrorized a la Home Alone style by a young teenage girl. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we are going to, it's going to be called Becky to the Wrath of Becky. Uh, Come on, man, know- that title. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not a great title. But interestingly enough, uh, Sean William Scott has signed on for the sequel, of course, who most people know as uh, Stiff. He's going to be the new neo-Nazi? <laughs> I believe, I, I'm assuming so. <laughs> so stupid. It, it doesn't really say, but... Uh, so she needs to go after everybody. Like, next she does, like, every racist bad person, and she just turns into, like, a anti-superhero character kind of thingy. Mm-hmm. So the producer released a little statement here, and uh, he said, audiences have been asking for a Becky Becky sequel since the film's 2020 premiere. Have they? I don't know about that, but, you know. Uh, And we're proud to work with uh, Quiver again to extend the franchise. Our goal was to up the ante from Becky 1 in every way imaginable. And with uh, this new script and Sean William Scott's turn as our terrifying villain opposite Lulu's Becky, we know will deliver the thrills, gore, and heart that audiences loved in the original. So there you go. Sean William Stifler will be the villain uh, fighting Becky in uh, this sequel. So I'm sure we'll be reviewing it. <laughs> so uh, I hope, I hope keep, not. keep an ear. I know. What if we just play Stifler? He's not a neo-Nazi. He's just Stifler. Right. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> All right uh so yeah we'll keep you up to date on that um and then the last bit of horror news here is for those of you who are going to be attending halloween horror nights coming up i know steve and i are um they just announced their latest attraction which will be the original john carpenter's halloween 1978 house so that sounds amazing yeah yeah it's actually uh so i've done it before Uh, they had it maybe like seven years ago and it's one of my favorites ever. So definitely excited that they're redoing that one. A little, nice. little surprised that they're redoing it, honestly. I thought uh, we, it was rumored Halloween was coming, and I thought it would be like the newer Halloweens, but uh, still still excited to get some Michael Myers love in the event this year. Definitely. All right, Steve, take it away. I know you got some stuff. Yeah, I just want to mention a few things. Uh, so this week, we're like halfway through a big gaming like conference blitz. So a bit, a lot of big companies are doing, uh, re- releasing like trailers and uh, announcing their upcoming games and stuff like that. So I just want to highlight a few of the horror ones that are coming out within the next year. So between now and June of next year, the first one is The Last of Us Remake. The Last of Us, I think, is one of the best games ever. So a remake is definitely pretty cool. Um, not that it, I thought it looked bad to begin with, but 
something to look out for for sure. Next one is a Plague's Tale Requiem. So this one is a girl and her brother are trying to escape um, a bunch of people. And there are a bunch of like rats everywhere and you have to kind of kill the rats. And it's a pretty freaky game, uh, very good game. We actually reviewed the first one on uh, the Let's XP Geeky Gaming Podcast. And I think we mostly enjoyed it. So that's another one to look out for. Next one is called Scorn, comes out this October. This looks like a really cool uh, horror, like first person shooter game. It looks very like uh, almost alien uh, type of game and it, it looks fantastic. And that one is going to be on Xbox uh, Game Pass. So anyone who has that service can... Is that the robot one, but, Steve? Uh, no, that's I'll mention that one, but that's not the robot one. This one is more of like, a, I don't know, just like a lot of tentacles and it's very like dark caves and stuff like that. And uh, looks fun as hell, I got to say. The next one is the Callisto Protocol. So this kind of looks like a uh, dead dead space type of game. Uh, seems to take place on a space station and there are a bunch of uh, zombies and graphics are really good and it looks very, very gory. Um, it also seems like there's a lot of poss- different ways of killing the characters, which is going to be really interesting. You see them like really blow up and get crushed and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty gruesome. Uh, next one on the list is uh, Resident Evil 4 is also getting a remake. That's like a top five of all time game for me. Very great game. And to see it uh, done with like proper graphics and hopefully uh, proper movement, I think it's going to be super cool. So that's coming out in the next year. Then we have Replaced. Replaced is the game Todd was just talking about. Uh, it looks like another space one, but instead of being like aliens or zombies, it's uh, it's actually like these killer robots. But it might sound stupid, but they actually look really fucking freaky. Think uh, when Ultron is like at the beginning of Ultron, he looks really like decrepit and kind of walks really funny and his face is all fucked up. It's kind of like that. It it looks actually scarier than a description can kind of describe. So just check it out, uh, the trailer. It's actually really cool. And uh, finally, I think there's one more here. Uh, You have Redfall, which is a, a... four four player co-op shooter that you can play and kill vampires and stuff like that that one doesn't look as scary because of the art style but it seems like really fun uh there's a lot of great like horror games like they're really a huge push of horror games uh, coming up like if you're a horror fan and a video gamer it's a really good year uh, that you're uh, looking ahead so keep your eye out because there's some good stuff coming everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Well, watch. All right. My first one is one that I see that Steve watched. It's called Don't Let Her In 2021, a full moon movie. This one is about a young couple. Uh, One dude's in a band, one's like an artist, and they're looking for a new roommate. So they have a room for rent. And this like goth, hot, goth chick comes and she's kind of weird, but she's hot, right? So they let her come in. She like uh, does something like she makes like hippie shit, for lack of a better term, like um, diamonds and rocks and shit and they this this rock gives your aura a good pulse and i don't know something like that so uh turns out she's a demon 
and she uh, wants to have a baby. I don't even know what the fuck she wants. She, <laughs> she, she just wants to wreak havoc, right? So she ends up banging the boyfriend behind her back. Then, a little twist for, the, for everybody, she bangs a girl too. So equal opportunist right there. I like it. I'm in. It's got some really goofy stuff, like some really funny shots that are not supposed to be funny, for example. <laughs> they have the demon girl, like, um, get down on, like, all fours or whatever and, like, kind of, like, do, like, this weird creepy walk but they speed it up in post and they reverse it. So it looks pretty goofy. Like I know they're going for it, but it didn't really make sense. It's like a standard plot. There's nothing like groundbreaking. Turns out like there's a guy that like wants to kill her and blah, blah, blah. And But what I like about it though, is that it's full moon and it's like a full moon movie in the sense where it's bad, but it's still, still decent and good instead of just bad, like they've been doing. So I really don't know like why they're going away from this type of film. It's like easy to do. It's like got decent acting. It's got good plot points opposed to what they're putting out now, which is not that no good plot points, terrible acting. And I just wish they would decide where they want to go as a developer, not developer, a studio. So don't let her end 2021. I believe this is on Tubi. It is, um, but I'm stupid and about the Blu-ray and uh, yeah, don't let her end. I'd recommend it. I think it's because this one was just distributed by Full Moon. Whereas all the other ones are like actually made by Charles Band. Charles Band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's the that difference here. That yeah, because sense. this one didn't feel full moon at all. Like it just felt like something different. So yeah, but it was like in their realm though of like that kind of movie, you know? Yeah. Something. No. It, it felt like something they would do, you know, put out. So I appreciated it, but that makes sense. It wasn't Charles Band like drunk or whatever he's doing writing the script. <laughs> And then the girl's 50 foot tall, dude. All right, Charles, it's your money. (laughs) All right. uh, My first one tonight is a 2022 release. This was uh, a theater release back in February, but you can get it now. VOD for about a $5.99 rental. And this one is called The Cursed. It is a period piece uh, werewolf movie, sort of. Sort of werewolf. Uh, You know, you kind of got to watch it to understand what I'm saying with this one. But basically, so this one is about a... uh, A family who essentially is in a land fight uh, with some gypsies. And they end up massacring the gypsies very early on in the film. So this really isn't a spoiler. They end up massacring the gypsies uh, who then put a curse on the lands. And basically people start... I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but basically people start turning into creatures when they get bit and basically the the town kind of gets overrun and uh, this infection sort of spreads. It's like a really interesting take on the werewolf subgenre because like it's not exactly werewolves, but it is, you know, like they don't like the creatures don't look like werewolves and they do something really fucking cool that I did not see coming and I'm not going to give it away because I I really did enjoy um, this movie uh, quite a bit. I think it could have been better. I think it, it's almost two hours long and I think the runtime definitely is drag drags quite a bit. Uh, it's definitely like a, a slow mover. So I think you cut the runtime down. It would have helped a little bit. Also the effects were, it, it's a low budget affair. So the effects on the creatures or the werewolf, whatever you want to call it, definitely could have been better. It at times came off as cheesy, but overall I, I enjoyed this one. I gave it three and a half out of five over on Letterboxd. I definitely think it's worth a watch, especially if you're into creature features or, you know, werewolf genre films, but just be forewarned, it is a bit of a slow mover. Cool. So my first one this week is a movie I watched over on Tubi from 1991 
and it's called Highway to Hell. So in this one, uh, a couple with the girl played by Chrissy Swanson, they want to run off to Vegas and get married. So they go, uh, they drive off in the middle of the night, you know, to try to get there so they can get married and stuff like that. They stop for gas and the guy says, basically, don't take this road at night because bad things will happen to you. But they think he's being creepy. So they obviously don't listen to him because he's like, yeah, stay in my uh, in my bed and breakfast. Uh, you know, no, I'll even let you stay here for free. So like, OK, this guy's being really weird. Uh, and he's hitting on the girl, too. So that just made it even worse. So they obviously don't listen to him. They go down the road and this uh, cop who's all disfigured and stuff pulls them over, grabs the girl and then drives off. And he kind of disappears into like this fiery blaze. So then the guy comes back to the gas station. He's like, what the fuck just happened? He told us not to go here. What is this? Turns out that that was the hell cop. And he brings girls to hell to give Satan new brides. Uh, so he explains to him how to get to hell in this like other car. And then he goes to hell to try to find her. And then there's a bunch of things that happen when he's in hell uh, chasing after his girlfriend. This movie is fucking bonkers i never even heard of this movie uh but it, it keeps getting recommended to me by tubi so i decided to finally check it out i didn't even know what to expect and uh, i was pleasantly surprised the their idea of hell is super interesting it's like it's like kind of a desert area but all the stores are like there's like a diner and everyone in the diner are kind of zombies and you have like uh ben stiller and jerry stiller in there as zombie cops and then they go to a bar and there's all these strippers and stuff. And super randomly, there's uh, Gilbert Gottfried that's playing Hitler, like uh, playing poker at a table with other like known characters. Uh, it's just fucking completely all, all over the place. All the stores have like hell names, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it's actually a really cool, like just to see the stuff that they would come up with as, you know, hell versions of reality. So I thought that was really cool. It's, it's, a, it's a fun movie. Like I had a lot of fun watching it. The only problem is that, like, if you're actually trying to follow the story, it's all over the fucking place. Like, it makes no fucking sense at all. Uh, he's chasing the helicopter sometimes. He's going after his girlfriend. Then it turns out that it's not his girlfriend that he's actually chasing. He's, it's a demon woman that wants to rape him. And then he actually, it's just like, it, it, no fucking rhyme or reason. Things just happen. It's completely bonkers. Uh, my only really big issue is it doesn't end very well. It really ends, like, on a stupid note which is kind of a bummer because I thought this movie would probably be a higher uh, ranking. I actually, funny enough, we didn't know what to do for this episode. And I proposed it to the squad, like maybe 20 minutes before the end, because I thought it was so bonkers that we should review it. And I guess they were like asleep or at work or whatever. And after finishing it, I actually deleted my text. <laughs> and like, maybe we should not review this after all, just because of how that's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Just because of how disappointed I was in the last 20 minutes, I thought maybe we shouldn't review it. But I do think it's worth a watch. So if you can find it, it's over on Tubi right now. That's Highway to Hell from 1991. It's been on my Tubi to watch list for a long time. I gotta, maybe I'll push it up. I think you'll particularly like it, Todd. It seems yeah. to be a, yeah, your type of film. Nice. Uh, all right, my next one is 1964's Blood and Black Lace and Italian Giallo. This kind of started the um, whole murder, mass murder, killing beautiful women and police side plot kind of film so that's pretty cool um so go if you go to watch it don't think that this is cliche kind of started all the cliche stuff so that's always an issue but yeah it's pretty standard plot if you've seen an italian murder film before you've seen them all really it's always about you know beautiful women these ones happen to be fashion models that are in like this fashion kind of studio they make clothing things like that and do their little model runway thing 
And then meanwhile, there's some mass person killing them off. And then you have the police, they're coming over and they're fucking interrogating people. Uh, they're arresting dudes that are of interest and the, you know, the killings keep going on. I'm like, dude, who the fuck is it? And then it threw me off too, because they literally arrested every single male character and the killing still continued. I'm like, oh, it has to be one of the female characters. And there's some like very convenient plot points. Like this one girl goes out on the ledge and that was previously sabotaged and it's like they're in a giant house I'm like how did the killer know that she would go on this certain ledge and grab the certain pipe that he loosened and fall to her death but if you overlook that stuff it's pretty uh pretty entertaining it's got one of the most stylistic openings i've ever seen where it kind of it's like kind of like clue but serious where they'll show the actor and they'll show them like standing like creepily in a corner with like a weird like a like a green light bulb shining on him and then we'll go to another girl who's like smoking a cigarette in the dark and it was just really cool going around introducing all the characters that way so yeah if you're into the italian italian films you haven't seen this one blood and black lace um i don't know where it's streaming i had the blue oh this one's on 2b2 so go check it out blood and black lace 1964 2b all right well so my next release or my next movie Another 2022 release uh, called We're All Going to the World's Fair. I had never heard about this movie. Um, I was just looking for something to watch new. So I just looked up best horror movies of the year so far. Did a quick little Google search and this one popped up. It had like 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, let me check it out. $3.99 rental for those of you who would like to watch it. And then all, ooh, also, by the way, when I was looking... Uh, Argento's new movie's coming out this year, which I forgot about, by the way. And I think it's uh, Shudder picked it up. It's coming out this fall. So we'll definitely have to check that one out. Uh, by the way, the poster for that one, it's called Black Glasses, like complete and utter fucking ripoff of uh, They Live. Like seriously, Google Black Glasses, like movie poster, and it looks exactly like the They Live, except it's a female instead. Okay, so we're all going to the World's Fair. Uh, this one is a found footage style movie about this uh, young teenage girl who decides she wants to do um, a ch internet challenge called the World's Fair Challenge. So basically, um, it's sort of like a think of, along the lines of like a creepy pasta type thing where there's there's whole internet legend about this thing about the World's Fair. So she does this ritual where she says, "I want to go to the World's Fair," like so many times, like pricks her hand and like smears blood and stuff like that. And this is supposed to open this whole thing, like this whole horror world where like. Like everyone like who's done it, like basically like is connected and stuff like that. So she's watching um, the rest of the movie. Like we follow her, like watching other YouTube videos about other people who have done the world's fair, fair, fair challenge. And then we're watching her making videos about like stuff that's happening to her. And then stuff starts getting really weird. I mean, the movie's weird in general, but she starts like talking to this older gentleman online and it's kind of like, creepy because like he's like a 40 50 year old guy like talking to this young teenage girl and he's like i'm really concerned about you like and stuff like that yeah and basically we're watching like and the videos she has starts getting weirder and weirder and i'll leave it at that this movie was such a really cool idea like um you know but man it it, it was a big fail for me the shots are like so fucking drawn out. Like we're like, there was like a scene where she's watching an ASMR video and it was like a 10 minute 
like as like watching like a girl talk like do an asmr for like fucking 10 almost 10 minutes like i'm exaggerating a little bit maybe it was like five minutes but way too fucking long and that's like a lot of the like problems with this movie it's just like over fucking drawn shots that just like bored me half to death half the time the movie is very like nonsensical a lot of the time too it's just like random youtube videos she's watching and stuff like that and then we get to the ending and the ending is fucking to me like ruins the whole movie and i mean i'm not gonna say anything else but it's just it's to me it just like completely ruined the movie like i understood what they were trying to do and the message they were trying to convey but it just it wasn't what i was expecting i guess and to me it just it ruined the movie for me um i appreciated the effort here because i the filmmaker definitely like knows what they were doing and the acting was actually really well, like especially the the young uh, teenage girl here. She, uh, it was her film. It was her uh, acting debut, and she was great. Like she was fantastic. So like it was a very like well put together movie, but just it, the writing just and just uh, some of the directing choices. So to me, it just left me frustrated because I think it could have been a fantastic movie, but it ended up being a not so good movie. All right. My last one this week is also a 2022 movie that I watched over on Shudder, and it's called Off Season. So in this one, uh, a woman receives a mysterious letter that says that her uh, mother's grave has been desecrated and vandalized, and she needs to go and kind of deal with the situation. And it's on this uh, kind of island town. So she goes there, and the island, uh, there's like a guard at the at the bridge of the island he says okay we're going off season so we're actually closing the island today so you can't come in but of course she convinces him to come in and he's like well if you miss you know if you miss your shot uh, you'll be stuck on the island but she takes her chances goes to the island and sure enough uh, things start happening to her where she gets stuck on this island a mysterious fog rolls around and then she starts uh, trying to find ways off the island and uh, that's basically what the story is, is her trying to get off the island. And as she's trying to go around and trying to figure things out, she goes to this mysterious bar where people are acting really weird. And she starts seeing ghosts and stuff like that and kind of zombie type characters and a lot of really cool shit. Like there's a lot of really cool visuals in this movie. Uh, the main actress is very good at basically carrying the whole film on her back because there isn't uh, a lot of characters in this other than the occasional ghosts and zombie type characters. And uh, I, I was really enjoying it. It looks good. The, the, actual, the score is actually really great. The atmosphere was awesome. Uh, and I was really interested to see where this film was going, which is actually what it actually led to the downfall of the story is that it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, interesting. And the last like 15, 20 minutes just completely destroys uh, everything that came before it. So that's what happened in this movie. And I would still say it's worth a one-time watch, but nothing I would revisit and definitely nothing that would make anywhere near my top 10. So that's off season uh, from uh, Shudder. Not to be confused with Jack Ketchum's off-season. Right. <laughs> well, <not at> all. <laughs> lots, of, lots of blood in that one. Mm -hmm. All right. Trivia? Yes. yes. I also forgot to mention on Saturday, I'm getting some tattoo work done. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. What are you getting? I had a consultation. I'm going to change one of my failed tattoos from when I was 18 into okay. a Jason, Jason uh, mask and uh, kind of like a half bust with the chain around his neck and everything. Cool. And I'm, then I'm going to get a Pamela Voorhees uh, tombstone, rest in peace below him. Love and then right it. above that, I'm going to throw it, throw it off a little bit and get the uh, traditional 
um, Halloween pumpkin from the title screen. Sweet. Right above that. So knock it out. I haven't got a tattoo in a long time. So it was time. Love it. Awesome. Color? Uh, for the pumpkin. Nice. Yep. A little orange in there. Loves it. All right. The quarter is as follows. Myself in the lead with seven points. Steve with six. Joseph with five. Oh, snap. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> wait, no, we got plenty of time, though. Never mind. Uh, when's this quarter wait, end? Wait, January, February, March, April, May, June. Oh, oh no, first. June's done. Yep. Ooh, a couple more eps. Yep. Get those points right. in. All right. Okay. Who would like to lead off today? I'll, go. I'll start us off. Ooh. Ooh. I think the judges, I think Steve got that in first. Right. Steve can out. He can have it. <laughs> All right. So I'm going my traditional format, regular question, uh, four clue question, 60 second question. Love it. So starting with my regular question, in Predator, who voices the Predator? Um, it's an animal, isn't it? No, it's a person. Oh. Uh, what was I thinking? Of? I, I was thinking of the T-Rex for some fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why. Yeah, no. Well, probably because I was looking at a fucking trailer for the new Jurassic Park uh, earlier. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wrong? Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was actually the original Predator, though. He was. Yeah, he was like a bug. He was like yeah. a bug costume or something. Right. Yeah. Who voices the original Predator? Oh, 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 oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wrong. I'll give you guys one hint. Uh, he's Howie a voice. Mandel. He's, 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 <laughs> he's known mostly for his voice work. Oh. Mostly for his voice work. Man. That doesn't help me. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. Is it like yeah. a mainstream voice work guy? I mean, I mean, he, he voices a very popular character and he's known for voicing oh. that character. What character is this? Well, I'm not going to say. It's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah, I don't know. So the answer is Peter Cullen, who is known mostly for voicing uh, Optimus Prime. Oh, gotcha. interesting. <laughs> Autobots nice. roll out. <laughs> That's cool. All righty. First question. How much money did Arnie pay for Christine in the horror movie? Christine? 3000 Let's go. Let's see. This is 1970s money, right? He dropped the 80s. 80s. He he dropped. Well, actually, actually no, because Christine takes place in like the 50s, right? Mm. Doesn't it? He he dropped 500 bucks on it. Yeah, okay. probably way off then. <laughs> Let's go closest. You want to go closest? <laughs> I don't know. If you guys agree to it, I'll give you guys both oh, another well, guess. I, I want another guess before we do. All right. All right. Okay. $300 is my final answer. Okay. I'm going I'll, low go, I'll, I'll go. God, 400. Bitch. <laughs> Totter almost on the nose. Yes. Only, oh. only, only 50 got? bucks off, $250. For yeah. No. I, almost, I almost said 200. That would have really fucked you up there. <laughs> no, I would have. It would have. Would have <laughs> had to fight to the death over it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because that motherfucker didn't have that much money. No. That's. I love that movie so much. Great That's movie. Good. All right, we're gonna start off with the four question. Ooh, Remember, yes. if you guess and you get it wrong, you cannot guess again until the other person goes. Right. Question number one or uh, clue number one. Cheerleaders. Ooh. Number two. I want to be loved by you. Clue number three. Fish boy, House of a Thousand Corpses. Correct. Yeah, damn it. Last one would have been Mean Clown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna be loved by you. That's right. That's her best performance. Yeah. By yeah. Far. Uh, absolutely. By far. yeah. Definitely. All right. This is also four clues. So same rules. 
if one of you Love guesses. It. Love it. Memento Mori. Memento Mori? Yeah. Okay. No Sunlight. Servants. Oh. Uh, final, right. final one. I am your daughter. Oh, wow. shit. A perfect four question without a guess. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, the others? That's correct. Very nice. Yeah. Right. Memento Mori is the uh, postmodern photography that uh, re- makes her realize okay. the servants are dead. Gotcha. That's I just need creepy. A, I need to rewatch, man. I need to rewatch. You won't have to. The remake's coming. <laughs> well, I don't want to watch remake. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I know. It, it really didn't need a remake. <laughs> no, it didn't. They never do. Uh, Actually, sometimes, I, I think some, I sometimes they do, but not often. I I don't remember if we mentioned it, uh, but I because I didn't mention it in news, but uh, Arachnophobia remake coming soon i think we talked about it though mm. Mm. when did the others come out like 99 yeah somewhere, somewhere right around there, there. Oh, the, the others. Others. oh the others it was 99 yeah or well, no it was maybe 2001 was it i feel i was in college when i yeah i feel like it holds up but i haven't seen it since then I think yeah, it's, it's, it's slow uh, it's very slow is it yeah but i'd be maybe that should be a review one day yeah i just remember that twist hitting super hard yeah that was a good twist yeah great yeah. twist all right, my turn. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Number two. What is the name of Sydney's college in Scream 2? Uh, we had this recently. Got, I, don't, I don't remember it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say the question. Windsor, 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 Windsor. Oh, that is correct. Oh, nice. Daughter. <clears throat> had to dig deep. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Todd. All right. Okay. Name the final kill Ooh. in Final Destination 2. Like the method oh, or the actor? No, no, wait. The, the kid blows method. up. The kid, yeah. the kid blows up with the grill. Correct. Yeah, damn it. That's right. Out of nowhere, too. Yeah, it's a great scene. <laughs> and, then the, it, and then, like, his, his like arm comes down yeah. in front of the I mom always think about that when I'm grilling now, every single time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. All right. I guess Should... real life Final Destination happened, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that. It like went no. viral on TikTok, but a uh, log went through like a person's car. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. That's crazy. Uh, all right, who wants to go first? So it's going to depend who has the movie. I'm going to. So who wants to go first? Go I can guarantee you, neither of us will probably get them. But <laughs> you know. okay, Joe's feeling confident. All right, all right, Joe. let's sure. All right, Joe, you yes. ready? Yes. Go. Is it The Shining? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is you it got it? 80s? That's five points. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, is it eighties? Yes. Oh, uh, 85. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it a slasher? No. Okay. Is it uh, a movie I like or a movie that you know I, 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 like? I think so? I, I don't I know for sure, but I think so. Okay. Is it a, a ghost movie, a creature feature? No, no. Neither, neither, neither. Okay. Uh, is it a, uh, is it set uh, in, is it set in the 80s? Or is it like yeah, it's it's set during its year. Okay. Uh does it star famous actors or actresses? Uh not super famous, but okay. No known. Okay, okay. Uh known in the horror community. Yes. Okay. Is the Linnea Quigley in it? No. Last is it is guess. it zombies? <laughs> no. Last guess. Shit. Poltergeist two. Wrong. Todd? <laughs> Is it Fright Night? Yes. Fuck yeah. Wow. Got it, dude. What's up? 
<laughs> what, what tipped you off? The 1985, my, my guess okay. is going to be zombies. And then when you said no zombies, I knew it was right. Or, well, I thought it was Fright Night. Because yeah, I was going originally, I think, in Day of the Dead. Okay, yeah. Lovely. All right, Todd. Stole that shit right from under you. You did, you did. All right. Ready? Yep. Go. Slashers. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, 80s. No. 90s. Uh, 2000s? No. 2010s and up? Yes. Oh, slashers of new slashers. Oh, shoot. Um, is it set in the wilderness? No. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, is it set in a camp? That's the same thing as wilderness. No. Is it a, is it a Jason, Jason movie? No. Is it a Halloween movie? Uh, I mean, no, it's so, not a, not the Halloween series, no. Okay, it's set on Halloween? don't remember to be honest okay halloween's not a, a thing it's no, not like a, it's halloween not night um, okay, oh it is it is halloween night 20 tones and up is it um trick it, or is treat? Ha- it is halloween night no it's not trick or treat. um is it no that's that's 2003 um halloween night slasher 20 tons and up if, final, final guess oh i think i know it well wait, he has he has one more guess i know 10 slashers Man, is it scream? No, uh, you get uh, one yeah. question, one uh, <laughs> one answer. Straight up, no. <laughs> so I, um, you, you can ask the question to solidify your, your confident your twenty thought. seconds yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, was it after two thousand twenty? No, was it twenty oh. tens? So, Shit. so yeah. twenty ten to twenty twenty. Well, you said twenty ten and up, so I thought. It was... Yeah, no, what one did mean twenty ten to twenty ten to twenty nine? Oh, okay. Shit. Well, then I don't know. I, I'm not um, big on my slashers from like new slashers. A slasher on Halloween night. Haunt. No. The answer is trick. No, terrifier. Terrifier. Uh, oh, terrifier is on Halloween yeah. night. Yeah, yeah I didn't remember right. that, but the description yeah. starts on Halloween night. So Shit. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, because they have their little outfits on, the girls. Terrifier yeah. 2 coming out sometime. I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I like yeah. to. I'm like, yeah, it'll be cool. And when is that coming out? The director keeps the director says it's coming. So we'll got see. enough crowdfunding. Apparently not. Like they just don't they don't get the money to finish it, whatever for really? whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, it would have come out by now. It's been like five years. We'll use some of that fucking forty dollars of autograph con money you guys get. <laughs> I know. Bastards. <laughs> All right. Um, my turn. Uh, you or Joe? I, I don't know. You both have a question left. All right. I'll go. Which Resident Evil movie features a prison? Four. Correct. With Michael and Schofield. I also, also, yeah, Schofield. Also, <laughs> would have accepted Afterlife. Which right. is yeah, I forgot. I forgot the subtitle, but I knew it was for Schofield. Doesn't he play Leon or something? No, he, he plays play? uh, Chris Redfield. Red, uh, terrible casting. Yeah, I know. He's a great actor, but that's not good. the casting for him. Mm. All right, Joe. Okay. All right. Last question. What item does Nancy pull out of her dream in a night run on the street? A hat. That is correct. Yeah, Freddy's hat. Thought she maybe tore a sweater. Maybe she did that too. I don't know. No, right. it's a hat. Just that. Then she the actually hat. pulls Freddy out. I want right. That. Exactly. Pulls him out. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, ooh, big night for me. Four. Joe right behind me with three. Steve with one, which brings us to myself Ooh. in first place, 11. Joe, eight. Steve, seven. Let's go overall tally here, though. 
Oof, I'm running away with it. 42 for me. 37 for Joe, 32 for Steve. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. 42, 37, 13. All right. Any man's game. Uh, the stepfather? Yep. A seemingly mild-mannered man who has just murdered his entire family quickly adopts a new identity and leaves town. After building a new relationship with a widow and her teenage daughter, he struggles to hide his true identity and maintain a grip on reality. So this one's uh, 1987, directed by Joseph Rubin, who also directed, let's take a look at his little IMDb here. Oh, The Good Son, Macaulay Culkin, was super creepy in that one. And Elijah I mean, Wood. Oh, yeah, true. And then a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm not really into. Okay, so this one starts off with... Uh, Terry O'Quinn, who plays Jerry, uh, the stepfather himself, he's uh, just he's fucking super bearded, but not in a good way. He just looks really creepy. He's in a bathroom, uh, takes out fucking full dong, full butt, gets in the shower, starts shaving, starts trimming his hair. And then he goes down, he you know, gets all dressed up. He's wearing a nice suit. He's looking nice. He's smiling himself in the mirror, looking fucking, he's looking cute. He's looking good. He's feeling it. He goes downstairs, though. Oh, man. Bloodbath in the living room, bloodbath on the staircase. You got kids the wife or the mom whatever you want to call her and this motherfucker doesn't care he just like goes out the house gets on a boat throws the shit away uh changes his appearance i think no he doesn't change his appearance at that moment but he throws the stuff away and then he goes to a new town flash forward and he's uh, living with this uh, recent widow um and her teenage daughter who we've watched another movie by her this year already right what was the one we watched uh when a stranger calls, calls back. back that's right exactly mm -hmm. um and she has an inkling like, hey, Jerry's nice and everything, but she's he's a fucking creeper and mom doesn't see it. She's dealing with her her past her deceased real father. So she's going to therapy because she keeps acting out in school. She gets expelled. Yada, yada, yada. This guy, Jerry, goes out of his way to be like super nice, but he's a fucking creep. He's a murderer. We know that, but the characters don't. Right. So like little things start going off. He starts having like these outbursts that she sees. No one believes her that he's crazy. And then we'll leave it at that. I got to say that this is kind of like, I don't want to blame the victim here, but the dad passed away a year ago and she's already moved on and taken that dick in the next morning, in the next room. And wonders why her daughter's pissed off when she can hear you riding this fucking guy. I just kind of like, let's have some responsibility, mom. You know what I mean? That kind of, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way there. It's a little strange. I don't know if you guys picked up on that too. But I'm like, dang, she moved on pretty fast. <laughs> like she also tells her like you need to give your father a chance like it's not her father i understand the girl here completely your mm -hmm. part to blame mom terry, terry o'quinn's performance is amazing he's really good in this he's like super suave he's he's um he's laid back and he's also got this sinister look where you like you can tell like this guy if he, it's stereotypical good looking guy that's a murderer and hides it well until he gets caught which we see in all the time in real life like scott peterson good looking guy kills his wife you know what i mean stuff like that um strong performances all around when the violence happened it was good and overall i enjoyed it a lot this is also first time watch for me that i figured out when i watched this i've seen the remake before but not this one so overall i enjoyed it i how was the remake i saw it in theaters so i don't really remember okay i was talking to steve about that before the we came on because sam loves the remake so i was just curious what what you thought of it but um i had not seen the remake and i had not seen this this is a first time watch for me as well um, so yeah, I didn't know much, didn't know really anything about this one, uh, other than just, it was about a dude who goes crazy. Uh, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Um, it's like very like predictable and by the numbers, but man, like Terry O'Quinn, like his performance is so good in this that 
without him, it, this would have been like a lifetime movie, you know, <laughs> like it was kind of like had that sort of plot, like these like sh- shitty lifetime movies, but Terry O'Quinn like just kills this movie. Like he, his role is so good in this and his character is awesome that um, like, I was just, every time he's on screen, like I was just like glued. Like I, lo- I just loved his performance. The intro to this movie is fantastic too. Like absolutely loved this intro. Like it just set, set you on that course, like right away, like seeing that like family massacred, but like without actually showing what happened, you're like, Oh fuck. Like, you know, like bad stuff's going to happen. So I loved that part. And yeah, I mean, the daughter's good. And like you said, good performances all around. And yeah, overall, really, really solid. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm like, dude, she moved on pretty quick. Yeah, she did, for sure. A year ago, and she's like... You see that all the time, though, in movies like that. Yeah. I feel like like they always move on quick. <laughs> That's true. Castaway had the biggest one where I was like, really? Oh, he's yeah. Gone, he's gone for like four <laughs> years, and she already remarried and had a kid that was like two. I'm yeah. like, damn wasting no time nope getting that getting that cream pie <laughs> Ooh, yeah. all right so yeah so i'd um i'd seen this movie before i saw it a long time ago and actually rewatched it maybe like six months ago but i knew it was like pretty good i didn't know you guys didn't watch it so i'm actually happy that i suggested it uh, because especially given the holiday that's uh, coming up this weekend yeah it's it's a good film you know uh, i think terry o'quinn does a great job uh, of just conveying both being creepy while like charming uh, and that's a tough like balance to pull off a lot of people try it in other films and they don't do it as successfully as he does in this one there are some issues that I have with it though that uh, I think were kind of weird so a lot of the story revolves around the original um, like his original wife's brother who's searching for him and that's the only reason that people are still looking for him and he goes through the whole movie like looking for him and uh then he dies like he gets killed almost immediately once he actually confronts him and i thought that was such a weird it's like like the shining vibe right yeah exactly like the whole movie is uh dick going after it and then boom he dies so i thought that was a little weird uh then you have also the therapist you know he did is it just me or his relationship with the girl is a little weird? I thought that was going to be another subplot of him trying to take advantage of her. Yeah, because he's even charging her like half price and stuff. I don't know. It was like, <laughs> it was, there was a weird. He's, he's grooming her, dude, for real. Yeah, that, that's what it felt like to me. It turns out they, they never really addressed that. They just kind of drop hints and he dies before, you know, you can find out more. But I thought that was really creepy. Yeah, it's just little little stuff like that. And I I don't know if you mentioned it, Todd. I don't think so. I think you mentioned it off the show. But uh, they make a point to say that the girl's 16. And then, like, a couple minutes later, do a nude scene with her. And it's just like, uh, that's not cool. Like, why why would you do that? It makes no fucking sense. Like, I I know the actress was older than 16. You know, she was an adult. But still, it just, it comes off as super creepy. Like, why would you do that? Either don't mention her age. Or don't give her a new scene, you know, if you're going to mention her age. So that was a super creepy part. It was also strange too. Like they literally had a close up of just her breasts in the in the um, and shower. Yeah. Oh, I know that, but like it wasn't. I can understand maybe like a wide shot in a bathroom, but they literally literally cut to her inside the tub, taking a shower. I'm like, okay, this and came out of nowhere. It's also pointless. There's no reason for her to be in the shower. Too, it is. Yeah. It, it, there, there's absolutely no story reason for her to be in there. Uh, she gets dressed right after and then the story continues so 
why even have her in there? You know, um, it, it was just weird. 80s. <laughs> uh but yeah it was brutal like that first scene was like it really marked me like i remember re-watching it six months ago and i had forgotten that you know he just like casually goes down the stairs and it's just an absolute massacre kids are like dead on the ground and there's blood everywhere it's like holy shit this movie's crazy uh we don't see a lot of it though throughout the film it's more of a psychological uh i'd say horror than anything but it's good like i, I enjoyed watching yeah, I think the pacing was like a little slow at times. Like, I, I, I guess I would have liked to seen him snap a little more on more people, I guess, because you only get, you know, really the therapist and then like the ending. I also felt that the whole brother subplot was kind of useless. I think he could have did without it and just cut his character out completely. And I think it really wouldn't have changed the story all that much. Well, the only thing he brought was literally the weapon to shoot him with <laughs> right. at the mom. <laughs> the mom so it would have been better like i think i agree with you guys cut out that cut out that or have him get killed like maybe the brother finds him early yeah and that could that could have been another opportunity for a kill but i think if you want to you should have kept it like women empowerment more like you know you got the teenage daughter and the mom they're kind of vulnerable to this fucking psycho and then have them mm-hmm. get the upper hand that would have been probably a better picture but mm-hmm. whatever the mom no stranger to horror either she was also the mom in troll what for you, for you fans of troll oh she okay <laughs> She was Harry Potter's mom. Wasn't it? Was she in Troll too? Or just Troll? Just Troll. Just Troll. Oh, okay. And the kid in his name was Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I have like a couple notes here. In the beginning, uh, mom is like raking up the most leaves I've ever seen. But, <laughs> but right. all the trees are bright green. <laughs> this isn't the fall weather. So I was like, what are they raking? What are these yeah. leaves coming from? Clearly filmed in California. <laughs> right. Um, I already mentioned the mom moving on very quickly, in my opinion. Uh, no wonder why she's messed up. She has a list to them. Bang. Uh, oh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when um, the, the daughter sneaking around the, uh, the empty house and then she bumps into another realtor and goes, whoa, <laughs> I thought this house was empty. Another hilarious moment to me was when Jerry's doing his creepy shit and he's walking down the street and he sees a, a dad get home and he's like, daddy. And they run out and the, the dog runs towards the guy and he gets down on his knees and the dog runs straight past him. Like what I'm assuming off camera to a trainer, but I thought it was the funniest shit for some reason. I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah. Steve mentioned the nude scene, which is like unneeded, but yeah, you know, like pacing wise, a little rough. Um, I could have, I would have loved for him to snap. Like you said, Joe, like, have a couple snap of the mailman kill somebody else yeah right because when he mm-hmm. killed the um when he killed the fucking therapist it was pretty brutal that was, was a like, great scene yeah it took a while for him to die and he's like yelling and shit and yeah that was i love that needed more of that yeah mm-hmm. when he when he fucking like uses the phone to like yeah i didn't see that coming like holy shit yeah. like, that, that's rough mm-hmm. i like yeah. too i think my favorite part of when he's like wait he said something like, who am I in here? Or who am I in this house? Or something like that. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't keep his, his, his story straight. Awesome. Yeah. But he, he's so good. He, he uh, switches from charming to evil. I think like Steve said, like very quickly, like yep. in the same scene, same sentence. It's really his eyes mm-hmm. and stuff. He's yeah. excellent performance. Yeah. The, the, uh, the birthday party scene was a good example of that because he's like just acting like a total, you know, like I'm the best father in the world. And then he gets the newspaper that shows that they're kind of reopening the investigation. You could just tell in his eyes that, like, how pissed off he is. And he has a meltdown mm-hmm. in, the, in the basement. But it's just great to see his performance. It's so nuanced. And yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. 
So An another missed opportunity. No, sorry. One second. Uh, yeah. Just I was gonna say another missed opportunity is the boyfriend. Like I thought for sure he was gonna kill the boyfriend after he caught them making out. On he, was, the he was practically raping her. Like, bro. Yeah, right. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> freak. But uh, yeah. So another missed opportunity there. I I think he should have killed the boyfriend too. For that sure. Been cool. Um. So his motivation is they disappoint him in some way, and then he kills them and tries again. So That's her much, getting a boyfriend. Yeah was the triggering point he yeah. he just want they he wanted like the perfect family image without any sort of like uh poison to like ruin that whatsoever yeah. he wanted the white picket fence like he obviously he goes outside he sees like that perfect family moment where he's like smiling and the little girl waves at him and goes in the house that's what he wanted that's just that's all he wanted he just wanted the perfect beaver cleaver family yeah i, I find it well i guess it's the 80s so they didn't really have dna stuff but he leaves so much dna behind at all the crimes oh, yes. everywhere so he, wh wh why does he dump the the suitcase like his fucking house was full of dna and he still dumps yeah. the suitcase and like dude. subtle he takes so much pictures of himself that you think like you're dumb dude yeah like, he, he would i mean he, he totally would have gotten caught i think on this one because like, he was working for that real estate agency yeah. like everyone would like he would have been the prime suspect like i feel like he, <laughs> he there's no way he would have been in a, like would have been able to go into hiding after this one. Oh, you mean creepy jerry yeah he lives on the <laughs> yeah, street right. he waves right. to my 10 year old daughter all the time right i guess the guy unless the guy the guy's just a master of disguise i guess he's like uh dana carvey <laughs> <laughs> he's a turtle turtle man yeah, I, I like the very 80s reason of why he got caught is he saw the the place in a magazine and he cut out the pages and that's how they figure out that that's what the city that he's in i thought that was like a very 80s thing because now people just oh definitely right so yeah it also explains like how he can get away with everything because like todd was saying the dna but like dna wasn't really as big of a thing back then so I guess you could technically try to get away with it. Yeah, that oh. girl that girl will never know that bullet she dodged. <laughs> He's like, hey, I just rented the house next door to you. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it wasn't a very deep film. There's not like a ton. ton no. of, I, I didn't have that many notes, like which is pretty yeah. rare. Although I did write uh, Lock's Dick in the first like minute of the yes. film. Which I'm like, okay. Full frontal dong. Full we're, frontal, we're dong, full right frontal dong right away. Yeah. So, yeah. Start off strong yeah. with dong. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, 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 I paused it. I was like, Sam, this full frontal dong, you didn't see this. And I rewound it. And she's like, wait, wait, I didn't see it. I was like, no, you're going to look in the mirror. He's like, you see his dong in the mirror. <laughs> so I rewound oh. it like three times so she could see his dong. Well, I rewinded the dog part. So I guess we're both weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I love the scene too, where um, she climbs up. I've never seen an attic space in a, in like that before, in an entrance in like a closet, but it's like oh, a small, yeah. tiny closet. Mm -hmm. yep. But I love when he pokes his head up and she throws like a fucking um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, you, you ride on snow uh, with it, a sled. Yeah, yeah. At his fucking face. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He falls. Yeah, that the whole bathroom. Yeah, that, that was great when he falls through the attic. That was really yeah. that was cool. The whole like the whole uh like last scene there is pretty good pretty dramatic yeah and she fucking takes him out with a knife and which she apparently survives yeah as i said steve that's did, what i thought steve... no so part two wasn't available anywhere so oh, it's I, available I, here I, I, yeah it's on that peacock for you guys and maybe prime it's on shutter for me that's oh, it okay so yeah. only one and three were available here but i'm gonna rent two because i had this discussion on discord and now i'm curious i, I need to finish the series too because three was oh boy 
talk it was, shit. Oh, it was, let's just say the ending is something that I did not see coming at all, and it's completely fucking ridiculous. Never mind, it's not on that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like a $2 rental here, so it's not that bad. Uh, two is available on Peacock, I think. Yeah, Peacock. it's on Peacock, yeah. Peacock. I got yeah. Peacock for free. <laughs> nice. Uh, th- yeah, this whole movie felt like if Clark Griswold was a mysterious killer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like he just wants the perfect that crossover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, Griswold, where are you going to put that thing? Been over and I'll show you. <laughs> Yeah, but apparently he survives and comes back in part two. So I, yeah. that, it makes me want to watch part two. Like if Terry O'Quinn's in it again, it, he you is. Know, like, yeah, he is. Yeah. I just started it up. It's actually on TV. Nice. Oh, nice. Sweet. Watch that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what? What? What didn't make it a masterful movie for you guys? Because I, I think we're all in the same. Just the pacing for me. Like I felt pacing. like it was. It dragged. I feel like mm-hmm. it dragged at times and just not enough like kills right the guy's supposed to be like a psychopath and he just like they added like maybe one or two more kills and maybe it would have been like an eight for me well i'm already jumping ahead but (laughs) uh, (laughs) but it would have it would have been a better movie for me but as it stands it was it was a good movie it just wasn't a great movie you know i mean cool if he also orchestrated the father's deaths like oh i like that family let me get like if you want he liked that perfect family right maybe kills that dad and then a year later he comes back and swoops in that right. cool right, that, that would be pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. little fucking creeper mm-hmm. maybe even see him slaughter the family in the beginning why not <laughs> yeah. i actually like that we don't see it you know and we just yeah it, i i kind of agree such a cool. surprise like you, yeah. don't, you really don't expect it he's he like fucking putting toys back in the toy box as he's walking by huh. so right, you really yeah. don't expect it as he's walking down the stairs and it's just like holy shit yeah it was a good reveal you're right so yeah, yeah maybe, and they did not, not fuck around with the details on that one like there's blood no that was a little girl like yeah covered yeah yeah i mean it was a really cool like him just covered in blood in the beginning of the bathroom that was great so this was obviously not in cell phone age so everyone on that right. boat would have noticed this guy go into the bathroom and then come out looking different so that would have been no like, he did it before he, 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 he changed his look before yeah no he didn't he went into that bathroom yeah the one time and he fucking started pulling his hair off and uh, shit now oh that, that's later in the film so. oh yeah later yeah. yeah you're right i would have been like this motherfucker had hair and now he's got <laughs> what's going on I, i'm not really i don't know i wouldn't even say anything personally I've well i know you want to say anything but you probably observe it, like <laughs> yeah i'd observe it yeah sure but we used to see weird shit all the time at like three in the morning shit. yeah right yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> zombies and shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right any final final words before we rate it no i'm good to go i don't think so right. uh i think you came up with watching this movie steve what'd you think uh yeah so i mean like i said i just watched it six months ago uh i just wanted to do something for father's day and this is the first one that popped up in my head and it was widely available so that was always a plus uh i mean i i think terry o'quinn is brilliant in it i think it's it's a good story i love investigation horror already so i love when they're trying to like unravel mysteries and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the only thing that brings it down for me is like the pacing, like you guys said, and the brother story was kind of not really needed. Like I get why they did it. You know, they're trying to make, give a reason for people to chase them. But I think, like you said, the little girl could have kind of pieced it together and that would have been probably better. Uh, still a good film. One I'm happy I watched and I give it a seven out of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. I pretty much echo everything Steve said. Like Terry O'Quinn makes this movie without him. I think this is a mediocre movie uh, at best, but he really, he really elevates this film to, uh, 
to a higher, much higher degree. And yeah, overall, I agree with Steve. Seven out of ten. I enjoyed it. All right, perfect sevens all across the board then, because I'm right there mm -hmm. with you. Three and a half on Letterbox or seven right now. Um, yeah, without that performance, it would have. If it was a bad actor, it would have sucked. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been like I said. It would have been a lifetime movie, like I said. It was very yeah, like it was sure. it definitely had that that feel to it. But, there probably uh, is a lifetime movie like this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, like it, three is like that. I don't think the actor in three is very good. And that hurts the movie tremendously because it's very much a lot of the same beats as this movie. So uh, that just shows that Terry O'Quinn really kind of carries this movie. And the girl's great too. You know, she does a great job of kind of being the foil. And because uh, she could have easily been annoying and whiny, but she didn't really come off that way. You know? So it's uh, yeah, no good, more good on this one either. Mm hmm. And the remake has Joe from you. I was telling yeah. Steve off the off the air. So does it really? <laughs> yeah. Is he the kid? He's the kid, yeah. Uh, it's like a role reversal. Uh it's like a mother with her son. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know who plays the stepfather. Oh, you know though. what? Spoiler alert. He lives in that movie. Cause in, I remember now I remember The stepfather does? Yeah, in the remake. I there's a scene at the end where you're like a, a young lady or a widow or whatever is walking through a store. He's like, can you help me? And he turns around and same with the beard uh, on. Yeah. Well, remember that scene. I'm seeing if there's, if it's anyone famous who played the stepfather. Uh, yes. Walsh. I don't know him. He's, I think he does some TV work. Oh, he's work. in Congo. <laughs> he's in Congo I mean, again. It's the, it's the world. It's, it's telling us to review Congo. We need to watch Congo. I'm serious. <laughs> Let's do it next week. I don't think we have anything. Is it on anything? Oh, no, we're, we're doing X. We're doing X. Oh, yeah. wait, okay, great. Finally. Yeah. Let's do Let's do X. We'll do Congo and next week. I think break. Black Phone. I think yeah, Black Phone's coming out Black the week Phone. after. Yeah. The Thing is on theaters on Wednesday. I might go oh, see nice. this. That would be sweet. 40th anniversary. Yeah. X movie 2022. They're doing an Elm Street marathon at our theater coming up. All oh, of them, nice. they're 30, all oh, 35 nice. millimeter, original, original oh. 35 millimeter prints for all of them, too. Jeez, they're even showing dude. part. They're even showing Freddy's Dead in 3D, like you at the end do and it. stuff. I, I want to. It's a, it's a 12 hour commitment because <laughs> they're playing one through seven. So it starts at midnight. It goes midnight to 12 p.m. Oh, geez, really? Jeez. Yeah. Why not the opposite? Like, that makes no I know, sense. right? No. <laughs> Why do you already start it that like, it should end start up it when you're tired? Because yeah. the program is called uh, Coolidge After Midnight. So, like, it's always midnight movies. So they're starting it at midnight. But I'm like, ugh. I agree. Sounds it should have been midnight. Just... It should have been noon to midnight. I would have considered it a lot more. <laughs> then I'd have to also sit through part five and six, which that's kind of rough. <laughs> yeah, and... Just leave after four. <laughs> I would probably would honestly, yeah. The first four. There's ah, no way you can watch nightmares. till four. That'd be like four in the morning. Yeah. Eesh. Mm -hmm. Later than that, probably. Later, yeah. All right. So All next, right. next week. X Yes. Yes. X next week, ladies and gentlemen. And that is it for episode 231, The Stepfather. Happy Father's Day once again to all of the horror dads out there. Make sure you follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And our Discord, the Horror Squad Podcast. Also, we have merch, T Public, uh, the Horror Squad Podcast. And I think that's it. So we'll see you next week for X. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>